Cougar preview show rolls on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hansel and Scott Gerard. hope you are all well. All right, kicking off the uh, 2 o'clock hour as BYU gets set for Liberty. And uh, BYU's got a chance to notch their third consecutive victory in the row in a row and uh, at home. And uh, here's the thing. You've got it rolling now, and you've got opportunities to pick up some wins. Can't go backwards at this point, Hans. Mm-hmm. Expectations yeah. are too high now. You've seen what this team can do when they're motivated. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that's the I, key. I, you know, I think it's really important that we go back. Like, you could really tell based on the social media talking going on before the game and certainly after the game. Losing two in a row had really bothered that team. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's a narrative out there that Aaron Roderick has really interjected himself offensively and that Kalani Satake has really interjected himself defensively. If you now have those guys interjected and working in those areas and it goes downhill now, then it's like, okay, well, now you've exhausted what we thought was a fix. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't you can't have anything really collapse at this point. That and I I don't think you will. I actually think that we'll continue to see that improvement, that freshness. I don't think that they can just come out and rush three and drop eight and, and get away with the next four games doing that. Yeah. I think that they're going to have to change some things and really have some blitzes in order and really be uh, up against protecting the run. But like Will said, you know, you're seeing guys like Austin Kofensis <laughs> and you're seeing guys like Wilgar and you're seeing guys like Isaiah Kafusi and, and Fonua that are attacking the run now. They're yeah. aggressive. They're downhill. You see the improvement fr- from th- that linebacking crew to help stop the run. And they're they're going to need to they're going to need to have some of that I think against San Diego State I think that'll be the one team that it's gonna, uh, they, really going to test. They will challenge them, but guys, once again, let's we're on Liberty right now. I want to stay back on Liberty. Remember, guys, college football is a very small fraternity of athletes. I mean, I always try to remind people to take a look at the team that your son plays on right now or your daughter plays on right now and how many of them are going to play at the next level. You have to have skill set. You have to have the desire and the hunger. And I, I just don't want to downplay Liberty. Yes, I expect BYU to be able to take care of them. But they do have some pretty – they've got some speed. I'm interested to see how the BYU secondary holds up. Uh, you know, I, that's one thing that Gennaro has done such a great job with the DBs. But they really haven't been tested because the quarterbacks, for whatever reason, aren't taking shots on the outside. They're taking shots up the middle. Of all the, I don't understand what they're doing because – Well, when know, Jordan did that, it was a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been really uh, – They found a man on uh, on the outside. Yes. Scotty, I don't remember what quarter it was, but and I don't remember what receiver it was, but Love hit somebody about 30 yards, 40 yards deep yeah. into that south end zone. Maybe I think it was Jordan Nathan. And yeah. it was a touchdown over – uh, the, uh, the person who came in was uh, uh, number seven, uh, the freshman. It was the freshman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he just got ran by. Yeah, and um, but but the the point is they haven't really been tested. So I, I think this week I, I'm sure the coaches are gonna. You have to look at that film as a coaching staff and say we are these. No one's throwing the ball on the outside of these guys. Well, you know, so you know BYU plays a lot of bail technique. They play. It's not like you should see them line up and play a lot of press man. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry for the cough, but. Uh, so I think that I'm 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 betting that Liberty's going to test that outside. Okay, so a, a couple things to your point. Right now, Liberty's number 19 in the country in passing offense per game. 
They're just over 300 yards per game, Scotty. Yeah. We talked about their quarterback, Stephen Calvert. Stephen Calvert is number six in the country right now in yards per game. He's throwing 20 touchdowns to three interceptions. Pretty effective. So 20 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's thrown for 2,638 yards so far this year. That's really good. That is. It's effective play. And everybody wants to go and look at the schedule. And and you're right to do so. Their schedule has been very suspect. But still, he's out there performing. And if he were to pick up a little bit of pace, he could probably find some yardage against this BYU defense. Will mentioned the wide receiver, Antonio Gandy-Golden. He's the number two wide receiver in the country right now. He's already over 1,000 yards, and he's got nine touchdowns on the year. So they do have some effective parts in the passing game. I just It's one-dimensional. It's, it, it's it is. very one-dimensional dimensional offense. And Are you hoping this? I, I, I know you as a D-lineman. You have to be thinking about um, – and Kalani, with his defensive mind, has got to be thinking about putting some pressure on this quarterback going and getting after him, don't you think? He's going to get after him because... Or do, or do you think they just drop eight and just say whatever? They're 102nd in the country in protecting their quarterback. And I'm not talking about total sacks because total sacks, they'd probably be number one in giving up sacks. Yeah. Um, because they've got so many passing not attempts. Not in a good way, though. So that, that right. number one's not good. Not a good way. Not a good number one. They're, they're giving up nearly three sacks a game. So I look at they're giving up TFLs and they're giving up sacks. And so I say get aggressive. So my question is, you know, you look at a Antonio Gandy-Golden, really good receiver. You know what Kalani style, uh, Kalani Satake's instincts and styles are. They like to man up and press. They, if they could, do they do they have somebody that can press Antonio Gandy Golden enough that they might be able to bring a little extra help in the blitz? Because they did against Boise State. They brought six and seven against Boise State. They did. But, I mean, with a team that just doesn't run the ball, though, I mean, because bringing that heat also protects you to slow, to slow the run down as well. Liberty just does not want to run the ball. They just don't have the ability to run the ball. So I'm interested to see how they how they game plan. Just, you know, these are the type of games you, you want to get a look at, work some things. And um, I expect BYU to do a lot of different things. I think you see some four-man fronts, three-man fronts, a lot of different stunts, blitzes. Um, and uh, hopefully these guys will get out there and, and have some, you know, pad those stacks a little bit and uh, a lot of turnovers, some strip sacks. I, I expect to see BYU really enforce their will. They should be bigger, stronger, um, and, and they should be able to di- dominate at the, line of, at the line of scrimmage, at the point of attack. Liberty should be in for some trouble. Well, it kind of feels like, you remember when uh, Utah, or when Utah played uh, uh, who was the kid, the, uh, the Oregon State receiver, the, that's the, you know, the one receiver they were throwing to over and over and over. Uh, yeah, but and, and and it's like okay, you got to take that guy out of the game, and he still got some yards against Utah, yeah. but it was far below season averages because they said okay, that's the one guy that can hurt us. Let's take him out of the game. Let other guys try to beat us. And uh, you take Gandy Golden out, who's averaging nearly 120 yards a game on a 20 yard average. Take him out of that game. That's going to diminish in a big way what Liberty does offensively. I'm interested to see what BYU does, too. I mean, you had some people dinged up in this game last week. Um, you know, uh, I know uh, one of the corners, D'Lo, uh, 
D'Angelo. D'Angelo. D'Angelo was uh, he pulled out of the game. He he, he didn't finish the game. Um, you obviously had the quarterback didn't finish the game. Uh, and and uh, Romney was he has a toe. Is it a toe issue? Somebody's fighting. Yeah, turf toe. I mean turf toe. I mean yeah. that's always something. So uh, you, you know. And then um, it's interesting who's coming back. Who 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 was hurt? Um, but really the matchup, the matchup I'm looking for is BYU's corners against. This Gandy, you know, the well, Gandy Golden. And then the other matchup you look at, it's guys like El Bakri and Da, and it's guys like Devin Kafusi. Can can they get some pass rush? Yeah. Can yeah. they find a way? Because Ky- Kyrus is doing his thing. He's pressing the pocket. If you had bookends. Oh, my goodness. You would have a nightmare on your hands because the, the interior is always pushed. Even on a single-man interior push, it's pushed. Yeah. Yeah, Kyrus is uh, – <laughs> He's definitely causing some problems for the for that interior line. So it'd be nice to see, uh, you know, a couple of defensive ends get going. I, I you're going to see the three drop eight again. My, I suspect. I'm, I, I believed. Or I believe that they're going to respect the pass, and they're not going to, they're not going to bring heat and potentially give up drop offs. I think they're going to stick it with that dropping eight trying to confuse the lanes and i was listening to uh i was listening to well when we talked to gary yesterday yeah he said that they do things in that eight man drop that that throws a lot of confusion yes. to quarterbacks it's not like you just drop to the same area every time there, there are different rotations mm-hmm. and drops and different zone areas and they confuse you with those eight that are dropping back and then they did a really good job of protecting against jordan love scrambling Every time he tried to leave the pocket, it, yep. it was like a two-yard game. Nuts. Yeah, they came up. They converged out of those zones well. It's very hard to even understand as you watch. That's what I thought. It was <laughs> like, how do you bring three, and how do the linebackers keep you within a, a yard and a half game? Yeah, it, it really is nuts. I mean, they do a very good job of coming out. You know, they'll be in their zone, and then, you know, the quarterback starts moving, and you see that outside backer. It's like – it's like all bets are off in the coverage, and he's just gone yeah. and making the quarterback make a quick decision. And, and usually it's working out pretty – obviously it's worked out really well for the backers, and they start rotating, right? I mean, you, I think that the back, that Coach Lamb and that whole defensive staff have done a good job in that drop eight that once that quarterback gets moving, you know, you, you saw Jordan start running to the right or left, and the backers gone. But what I think is happening also is now the, the those other backers start flowing to play side, and they're basically covering up. Up that zone and, and understanding how hard of a throw it would be to throw the ball backside. This this blows me away, and I, I know that we went over the Utah State game. This is third and one. <laughs> three Have man. you ever seen three down on a third and one? No. And then actually and they stopped, stopped the third and, and one? stopped it. Yeah. How do you? I mean, but it's all about. So it's like chess. You know, every every great chess player wants to control the middle of the of the board. What 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 he does is control the middle of the field. Tonga controls that a gap, and it causes a lot of problems in the run game. It's crazy. I here's the thing. You know, if I'm if I'm an offensive coordinator and I'm looking at this three man front, even if I don't play a fullback, I'm saying I'm putting a fullback at a yard and a half depth, and I'm taking a I'm taking my quarterback and turning, and I'm bringing my fullback right down through that a gap. I'm telling my center to choose a side, let Kyrus get penetration, and I'm just bringing that fullback right. I, for a third and one with a three-man front, and Utah State, they didn't make any power adjustments. No. Nope. No. It blows me away. Liberty, come on, guys. 
You're telling me Hugh Freeze isn't going to see something and be like, okay, well, we're going to have to be ready for some power adjustments because when they run this three drop eight or this three three five or or they they're running you know this defense that they've been running, I've got to have some power sets. I can't just run and, and go out there and think we're going to pass into this. Hugh Freeze is going to be ready for something. Utah State's got two really good tight ends in Rep and uh, and Carson Terrell. You tell me you can't go on a two tight end set and run the ball against that and front. I can't believe it. Just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm I'm sitting here looking at this play over and over on a third and one. You need one yard. You've got three downs, and Utah State. I don't know if it goes back to their their inability up front. I don't know what what's causing the problems here, but. I can't imagine that Liberty doesn't have something prepared and ready for this three-man front. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if Gary Anderson and the boys don't, I don't know if they will. I mean, the three-man, it is what it is, Hans. I mean, Kyrus is controlling the middle, and, and, and he's – it's still hard to understand how you can't run the ball, though. I, I, I Like I said, I don't I – don't, I don't Kyrus know. is going to make himself a lot of money, right? It, I mean, he, he's, he's – uh, if he continues to play with those, that motor, those, he's gonna, those space eaters yes, it's a big make time. a lot of money. I mean, Haloti Nada made a lot of money in the NFL jamming <laughs> up guys and extended Ray Lewis's career by two or three years. Yeah, and, and made – I mean, and every single – Mike Backer wants someone just like that in front of you. Well, yeah. somebody's been in his ear because he's been committed to leaving for the league for a long time now. Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, he's, I, 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 I'm, he's, he said it himself. He's like, I'm out. Yeah. So, and, and I think that we're going to As use, he should be, honestly. And then also I'm a little bit concerned about uh, the good-looking tight end we got too. Bye-bye. As he should be. Yeah. Like I don't – I don't. if if a guy feels like he's drafted – where's if you had a son that was – you know, right there on the edge, or not on the edge, but flirting. What's the round you would say if you feel if you're getting a lot of feedback saying you're going to go no later than here, you need to go. Top three rounds for yeah, me. I'm a third round, maybe yeah. even fourth. The fourth round money's pretty good, hands. Well, yeah. If they're t- if they're telling me you don't give up on fourth rounders. If they're telling me you might go second, oh. it's probably third. Fourth is minimum. Then I'm probably going to. Yeah, try because out. you you look at that hands. I mean, fourth fourth round money. Let's let's listen. Let, I mean, that signing bonus is going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? I mean, it's going to be hundreds of thousands. Uh, third, the third round, fourth round, fourth round. Yeah, you're you're right around three hundred to three hundred three hundred five hundred thousand dollars uh-huh. bonus. I mean, they, so yes, they want to keep those guys around. It's big money that you dropped just to to sign the kid. So. And a fourth-round label, you're going to stick around for a bit. Yeah. Even if you got cut in two years, somebody's going to pick you up and yeah. give you a try. You're going to stay around. i take the money and go. Yeah, I would too. And that's the thing. If But do you see Kyrus as a top-three guy? Yeah, I think Kyrus probably I think he's played himself three. into that. I don't, yeah. I don't know. From the, from the efforts last year, I, I don't think so. But I think he's really, you know, with that size and that girth. Uh, I would say fourth-round minimum. Yeah, that's what I would think too. I don't know if Bushman's there yet. Tight ends are tough, really? obviously. I, tough to – it's tough for a tight end to slip in that high. He's in a, he, he's for sure top four four rounds. You think so? Yeah, the skill set, bro. He, he he's, I, I keep hearing the Bushman's coming back though. I'm, I'm telling you, he's not. I don't think he'll be back. But that'll be interesting. We'll see how these last four games go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it seems like it can be either feast or famine for those guys. I thought for sure Dax Raymond would go last year somewhere, and uh, and I think that was kind of the vibe he got. 
going that's, into see, it and then through the testing. And that's the, my issue with tight ends. Yeah. It, it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's, a, it's unfor- unforeseeable. We, we saw it with Jake Murphy. We saw it with Dax. We've seen no, it with too many. But you're talking but, – but Jake Murphy's great, dude. But, but the, the, the kid down – Done probably. He's a pretty special athlete. If he tests well, I mean, if he, if he tests but, well, but he's on his still pro got day, some holes in his game. But yeah, but some physicality yeah. holes. You know, yeah. he's a receiver playing tight end. He's got kinds of holes that scouts that they want answers to. Yeah, you know, I was getting an evaluation from a college coach on my daughter, who's an outside hitter. Yeah, and you know, college coaches are dead honest, and they pointed out, and they're like this, this, and this. This is your area that you we can't we can't scholarship you because of this. Yeah. And there are areas with Bushman that I still think scouts say, I don't this is I don't know if we can give him a third round evaluation because of this. If he's not gonna mix it up and and really be confident about his ability to be a dog in the in the trench, then huh, unless you find a an offensive set that's always split out. Yeah. And and but is he a true split out tight end? You make some good points. I'm going to stick to what I'm saying. He'll he'll, he'll drop in the, stock, in the top four rounds. And you think he'll go? I think he'll test well, and I think he's going to go. I hope he does. I like the kid. Yeah, I did too. How old is the kid? He's 25 years old. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, you know, with the mission and all that stuff. He's tw- yeah, he's 25. No, he's old. Oh, is he 25? Old. He's 25 years old. Yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, so you get, you get up there. Because you, you that's going to be used against you the older you get <laughs> in the league. <laughs> All right, 224, Hans and Scotty right here at Tim Daly Nissan Southtown off that 114 South exit. Love for you to come by, take advantage of some of these uh, savings going on as we, uh, as we speak with a forever warranty. Imagine having a warranty on your vehicle for as long as you own it, uh, and it's provided to you at no cost. Come down here, Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. That's Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. Hey, make sure to call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing, 801-833-3333, or going to actionplumbing.net. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? BYU smashed Utah State, and I know the wheels were wobbling with the Aggies a little bit coming into this game, but that is not the outcome I anticipated. BYU just ran over the Aggies. They sure did. BYU's defense has struggled against the run, limiting the Aggies to 127 rushing yards, and the offense, they have 418 passing yards in that game. This is now BYU beating two out of their three rivals. Are you extend Kalani or don't extend Kalani? There are some things that could be done better, but I think he should be extended. I think he's the right man for the job and i didn't need to see that game to think Turn this catch the big show presented by mountain america credit union afternoons from three to seven on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Ninety-seven five, twelve eighty, the zone and the zone sports network two thirty, getting you ready for BYU and Liberty coming up this weekend. As the uh, Cougars look for their third consecutive victory mm. with a big showdown against the uh, the Mighty Flames. So what do we got to do to get the mighty the mighty like 
tag removed. I, I don't. Well, I just like it, it feels I, like it's becoming a tendency for you. Well, I just the flames it, 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 don't, just you doesn't know what you do. Do you know what I did? I did what he does to me. He he rolls his eyes. He smirks. Don't he, you don't say anything to him. He he's so been he's been working it? with you too long. He's become. I mean the mighty. I mean it's. Uh, he knows how to get me to react. Yeah, he gets you to react. It's it's, it's like it's like a toddler. Okay, but you have said it like six times, and I finally am reacting. Well, it's just it's like you know it's like flames just doesn't sound exciting. You know. Okay, like, so if it was the Alabama instead of the Crimson Tide, if the it tide. was the Alabama Flames, you'd still be like the Alabama Mighty Flames. Well, no, I just or if it's just the Alabama Tides, like what is that? Like a laundry detergent, like. And they're like, no, Crimson Tide. You're like, okay. Oh, so tell you just me more. Need a tag on like, I flames. need something to kind of like, come on, let's, uh, what do you call it? Butch it up here a little bit. Well, then say, like, I don't know, the, the Liberty Average Flames or <laughs> the Liberty Schedule no, what, Poorly Flames. You know, Will, there hasn't been much, like, I've had a lot of great moments doing radio with hands. Yeah. But the day that the email came in a couple of years ago that BYU had scheduled a home and home with Liberty, and I read that to hands live on the air, was not a it was, was I've learned, really entertaining. I've learned a lot about Liberty since, but when they were just starting up, I'm like, what? Who are? You? Yeah, 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 and you gave them a home and home. What? Yeah, I'm still a little bit perturbed that they gave them a home and home, but but Liberty, you know, it's interesting. Liberty has looked at BYU and said, that's what we want to be. And, and and I will tell you, and they're putting – it's a religious school. And they are printing and money they're, out there. They're print, I'm just telling you, they want to be legitimate. They are bought in. The boosters are bought in. The, the, they are bought in. I'm, listen, they have athletes, and they're serious about it. They will not come in here and lay down. BYU has to set the, set the tone with these guys quickly. They have to punch them really quick first. Their defense is terrible. They give up 420 yards a game. Yeah, that's exciting. They give up a lot of sacks. Uh, their rushing offense is terrible, the 87th. Um, their rushing defense is horrible. They're 100, they give up 200 yards per game on the ground. Their time of possession, they're just barely above Utah State at number 109 with 27 minutes. Um, their tackles for a loss, not good. Like, they they just – nothing really stands out except for – one defensive end that can pass rush. He's got nine sacks so far in the year. This guy's name is Jesse Lemonier. He's got nine sacks, and he's good off the edge. Solid. So make sure you got your best pass setter on him. I'm not worried about the interior. I'm not worried about them really shutting down the BYU run. In fact, I'm. You know, you go back and look at Toledo and South Florida. I can make some excuses and some exceptions yeah. and. And I could talk about, but I just Liberty has very few things in the in the base fundamentals that you need in the trench. And and I also think that BYU has come around. I think that their yeah. offensive line has found found its stride. Yeah, and they found its depth. And so I think you put it in the hands of the offensive line to push around Liberty as much as you can. I, I expect this. I, I want to see BYU really just beat them up and control the time of uh, possession. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, and these are one of those games where you can get in trouble as a coordinator, though, where you're just kind of doing too much. I mean, because this is these are the games where you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go to that old green book. Yeah, and if you've ever seen the Water Boy, remember how important that green book was? <laughs> Coach Klein, what's his name? Uh, 
Coach Klein, I think. He got that green book stolen. And old Coach old Roderick right now and, and old uh, <laughs> Grimes might be <laughs> grabbing the green book to, to make some, you know, special plays. You don't need to do that. Just run the ball at these guys. Maybe run for 300. You know, throw it around a little bit. But they should be, this should be a great day for the running backs of Brigham Young to run up and down that dang field and make things happen. I thought that was part of the movie where they had the football for dummies where <laughs> he had it near the end i'm like yeah that might be the uh the old liberty playbook right there so you you okay so freeze might be very morally flexible yeah do you not respect him at all as a coach uh an ability to win i don't respect him as a person do i respect him as a coach very much so so he, he was with mississippi state right uh old miss so he's at Ole Miss and has that team playing really, really well, winning a bunch of big SEC games and going to big bowl games too. Yeah. Now you also cheated like crazy. <laughs> so, and and I, you know, and they're probably not that far away from doing the same thing at Liberty. Wow! Wow! That's a, wow! Uh, well, once a cheater, well, always. A cheater. You know what though? I'm, I am going to give you a little bit of leeway on that. I, I, I don't think that's too far off. You're seeing a university, and they're trying to grow as an independent logo. Yeah. Two years in its second year as being an FCS team. And. Or FBS, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is weird that they can sneak in and get a Syracuse and a New Mexico and a home-and-home with BYU. and. Listen, guys. Listen. All the speculation. Let's stop with all this speculation. I don't think we're speculating, man. I, I think that so there's... We're just I mean, spitting hot truth right here. So you, 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 <laughs> no, I'm joking. The water joking. boy's a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, it is a 17-point spread. I would take BYU to cover that 17. Yeah, I, I, I think 17 should be easily covered. I, I agree. I, BYU should score somewhere around 56 to 63 points. If we match UMass, we score in the 60s. And if they don't, that's a huge disappointment. Then, then, then I'm worried about if we can even beat you, Mass. So I've got this game 48-17. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going 56-24. to 24. I'm, I'm going 56-17. to 7, 56-17. I expect to see at least 56 points. I don't even – and I mean, and maybe it won't get that high because, you know, of, of changes, but I just don't see Liberty having the success that they want through the air on BYU. I don't either. I, I just don't. I think BYU should jump out on them early and just – you know, I don't – I usually never will talk about um, – my 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 thought of what's going to happen, but I do think BYU is going to jump on them pretty early. Um, and if the defense sure. comes to play in the in the trench, it should be a long day for Liberty. I just think it's really important for BYU to capitalize off of two big wins. Well, and and that, not have a letdown because that seems like it's been the mo that Kalani's had to deal with, where big win, big win, weird loss, weird loss, big win, weird loss. You know, and 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 I just look; these are games you're supposed to win. I want to see BYU go out there and win them and win them handily. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I mean, once again, guys, I I need to uh, I need to set the record straight for the several times. I've said this a lot. When you play, Scotty, University of Utah, U.S. U.S. Tennessee, yeah. USC, and Washington, Washington, those are four games that are will, can set you 
behind. Yeah. And you went through those games. Then you jump into South Florida, a team that you might be better than. Especially if you're BYU. Especially if you're BYU. Yeah, it it can set you behind if you're BYU. Yeah, big time because you have lots of injuries. And that's four big-time games, and you get beat up. Let me tell you this. I know for a fact that Utah State is still reeling from the beating they took from LSU. Oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt. It's it's, it's hard to just bounce back. No, no, that – that's a terrible time to be playing them. Whether Utah State ends okay. the season at five and seven or six and six, they will look back at that LSU game as where things really started to go off the rails. Yeah, the timing doubt. of it, had it been week one, week two, you can live with it. Week five or six, it's really hard. Middle yeah. of season, you got yeah. you got to be hitting your stride, not getting beat up and getting your players injured. You know the other interesting thing I, I saw about this game, Scotty. This is the first non-ranked top twenty-five team to play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium this year. <laughs> so wow. you had number 14 Utah, number 24 USC, number 22 Washington, and number 14 BSU. Wow. Those are your four home games so far this year. You finally get an unranked opponent in there. I mean, not that pe- people would rather see those four. Yeah, yeah. They, they'd rather see the top 25 teams, but I, I'm hoping that BYU can finally find some advantage by playing an, an unranked opponent. Now, they are 2-2. Two and two. Against those ranked opponents. Yep, yep. I mean, that's, you know, people are like, well, Kalani, this unacceptable loss, and Kalani this, and Kalani. Well, Kalani went 2-2 two and two against top 25 ranked teams. Yeah, he did. And so I think that, I think we're probably going to see some home field advantage, and I'm with you guys. I think we see a blowout. Do you think the fans are going to come out to see Liberty? No. Oh. What time does it start? It's two kick, two, two or five Although kick they'll show up. Weather should be nice. It shouldn't be too uh, cold. Five, five thirty. Announced oh, attendance no. over under. Um, uh, go fifty two. Oh, I was going to go like fifty eight, and I would still take the over. What? What? The, announced the t- attendance. Announced attendance. Yeah. yeah. Fifty six. Five thirty kick. Actually, I'll set the over under at fifty six five. Let's do that. But hey, do you guys have the old over under from last week? I want. I think I'd go under. Um, ah, Five thirty, Liberty. The tickets were very affordable. I think it's going to go over. Good weather, two it's big gonna, wins. It's be a beautiful weekend. Um, middle of the day. If it was cold and it was eight thirty, I'd be with you. But I still think they, they get it's over. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. Over fifty six five. Yeah, I would take over. That, I mean, that, that's something to be proud of. Yeah, it is. And this is an ESPNU game. So we, it, we're going to go over. You got visibility. Yeah. We're gonna go over. Oh, for sure. Okay, well. Yeah, we'll get. We'll, we'll, we'll. I haven't told him yet. I'm being let go. <laughs> <laughs> no, on I, air. We have. Uh, we usually have those conversations on Fridays. I, I won't be there for the pregame. <laughs> we'll we'll have to talk off air. It's it's a me thing. Yeah. And by the way, don't say we're gonna go over when you're not even in the state. <laughs> you said. Oh, you going <laughs> vacation? Yeah. Congratulations. I know. By the way, you say, telling Scotty that you're enjoying doing pre and post with other guys more is not helping my cause. Whoa, I didn't say that. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> fifty-six five guys. Fifty-six to five. No, fifty-six five. It, oh, oh, sh- yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So you're t- you're going over under. Under. All right. 
All right, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live here at Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. Your home of your Cougar preview show for this week. Remember, coming up tomorrow will be a Tim Daly Infinity. And uh, the great thing about these locations, all of them have the forever warranty where you can knock off, uh, or you, with the price of a vehicle, new or used vehicles, uh, have a forever warranty. As long as you own it, that warranty's in play, and it costs you nothing. Imagine having a car 10 years, engine goes out, boom, taken care of. Transmission goes out, boom, taken care of. That's a, some incredible peace of mind, and you can get that down here at Tim Daly Infinity. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final thoughts on this game coming up, and wrap this thing up straight ahead. Oh, that's not, okay, never mind. I no, that, the dog's not the dog. Yeah, this is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is DJ and PK. Kyle Whittingham. You spoke on Monday that the time off will give Tyler Huntley an opportunity to get a 100% healed. If it changes any of the way he plays, and I don't want him to be 100%. I want him to play exactly the way he's played. Do you think that this rehabilitation and recovering will change anything? He's been playing well, and credit to Andy Ludwig for tailoring things to his limitations the last few weeks because he hasn't been able to do everything that he was doing earlier in the season. We're hoping that we can get back to being able to have the full offense at his disposal and not worry about creating things where we keep him not moving like he was earlier in the year. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up another edition of the show, Hans and Scotty with Will Snowden. More importantly, Will Snowden. Thank you. I mean, that's the first time you've said anything about me the whole time. That's not true. That's not true. I've said it. The mighty Will Snowden right here on Night. (laughs) We're not going to go there. You have completely wrecked the mighty logo. Yeah. (laughs) You attach mighty to anything now, it's like... Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, make sure to join us coming up on Monday. We'll be out at Sound Sleep Medical from noon to 3, uh, 8941 South, 700 East in Sandy. Again, November 11th from noon to 3 at our good friends over at Sound Sleep Medical. Get that sleep apnea taken care of. Don't need, uh, don't need to mess around with that stuff. How do you sleep? Do you sleep well? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I sleep pretty easy. My wife, I have a little bit of a snoring issue. Courtney talks about a lot. Yeah. Uh, she actually did something very rude. Uh, she recorded me snoring. <laughs> There's those apps out there that will record you sleeping. <laughs> Two nights ago, and then, you know, played it for me in the morning. Yeah. I was ashamed of myself. <laughs> but 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 I have been fighting a cold. So she was, I mean, but it was unnecessary yeah. to do that. You know what I mean? It was oh, unnecessary. Yeah. And yeah, I felt like it was a low blow, kind of like calling me the mighty wheel snow. <laughs> um, the, as, as Scotty G is sometimes the wife's got to keep you in check a little. Bit. Yeah, she does, and she, and she yeah. did. I mean, you you know her; she's a wonderful yeah. woman, a great analyst. She she really spends her time on the uh, with. Uh, she knows the game. Huh? She really does know the game, and that's fun. It's fun to get her involved with that because I tried to get her golfing for years, and she just she just wouldn't do it. You know, she's like, I've got these young children at home. I don't want to spend my time golfing when I have my free time. I want to do what I want to do. Um, but as far as the anal- analyzing the game of football and just sports in general. She does a, a heck of a job. Um, so, 
Yeah, so but, if you got to take a little heat for snoring every once in a while, you'll do it. Yeah, let's take it. Tell you, come down to Sound Sleep Medical. I really do need to. Yeah. You wake up with headaches? No. No, no, no. You get drowsy in the middle of the day? Sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get you taken care of. Hey, um, who, who wins the state championship? Whew. That's a fun conversation. I, I'm going to stick with Corner Canyon. I think that they're going to do. I think they're going to do some special things. But but there's three teams to watch: Corner Canyon. I'll, I'll say four teams. Uh, the, this Harriman team is a quiet sleeper. They're physical. They run the ball downhill at you. They like to hit you. Um, but Lone Peak, I think, is on a serious mission. They went and smacked my boys. Um, uh, my boys. My boys team. Uh, Sky Ridge on Friday night, you know, usually Sky Ridge wouldn't have been playing them, but you guys know the drama that happened with Lone Peak. Yeah. And I feel like they're on a mission where they're going to let people know, like, okay, you want to mess with us this way? We have new juice. Hey, what was um, the specifics on that? Why did they lose eight games? Let me tell you why. It, 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 so what happened is they had a kid move here from Canada, right? He moved here, and, and when he filled out the paperwork, he did not announce that he was a transfer because he didn't think he was transferring. Does that make sense? It's a kid um, because he didn't come with his family. So anyway, it, it's a long story. He was coming to – he needed some help. He was coming to a good area with family, moving, I think, with an uncle or something. But regardless, it was over one check thing he didn't check. He didn't check that he was a transfer. It's ridiculous. And they lose eight games. They lose but eight here's games. the problem. It, they didn't really penalize Lone Peak as much as they penalized everyone else. Everybody else that's got to play them because everybody makes the playoffs now. Right. And so these teams that worked their butt off all year to get a good seed now has to play Lone Peak in the first, first round. round. And, and, let's, and let's think about this. Sky Ridge has beaten Lone Peak two years in a row. Two years in a row. Lone Peak's going to come. And now, now you have to play Lone Peak the third time. And twice in a season. Does Beat the kids get to play? No. Oh, so like, And what's so sad is the kid is now gone. He withdrew from school. And, and, and all, another thing, guess the kid had only played eight plays, this eight play snaps this season over not checking that he was a transfer. So it, 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 I, I don't want to get started on it. Obviously, you can sense my anger and my dismay. Um, it was very disappointing. But, you know, I think Lone Peak's going to make a serious run. Um, also, Air American Fork has so many weapons on that team, so much D1 talent on that team. They're very good. Um, there's a, you got to get out there and watch this year. I mean, uh, I, I like that. And then, I, you know, what's Orem going to do in the 5A? Now they're a 5A team. Yeah. <coughs> um, they have the arguably, obviously, the best player in the state on that team, Noah Sewell. Um, they're dangerous. And this there's a big game this Friday between Olympus High School and Orem. The Mighty O's. The Mighty O's. Is it two O's? You know, Olympus versus Orem. It's a big game. Um, two, there's, a, there's so much big time talent on that on that field on, on Friday you should really go watch it's a big time talent on that team how does kids. how does this year compare to other years in terms of d1 talent that's out there okay this is the, the Utah is as far as the talents uh, concerned we it's really loaded this year is completely loaded with talent but a lot of it's g5 and FCS talent okay um, so as far as the power five talent it's not completely there yeah not, not an abundance of power five ta- talent but there's abundance of uh, G5 and, and FCS talent. Both Weber State and uh, SUU, Dixie. They're about to get some players. They're huh? about to get some real big-time players. And, and players that are going to develop at, as top-level guys that could play anywhere in the country. And people don't realize it's such a small – it's not that big of a jump of who is the, from G5 to Power 5, right? Might just be 
a little uh, it might be an inch it sometimes it's just an inch in height yeah, yeah. i mean there's so many different things that, that go into that but the, the state is loaded with talent this year well it's just like you know i was talking to somebody up at utah state and you know you're looking at the kid the kid from alta that's running for all kinds of yards at weaver and and i said look if this current coaching staff would have been at utah state there's would no they, and they're like they're yeah he'd be here oh well you see what they've done they've already offered the same type of player who plays for corner canyon yeah uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but he's very explosive running back. So, you know, Gary, those guys don't they, – they, they do a pretty good job on the in-state guys. They don't have as many scholarships this year as they'd like. Yeah. I, um, so they're trying to figure some things out. So we'll see how that works that, out. That's too bad about Lone Peak. That, it, now I'm bugged. Uh, that's should, like a Yoli Childs issue, man. It, it, it's ridiculous. You punish the kid. You punish the school. And, and, and Lone Peak came out and told – you know, they were just like, oh, we just noticed that the kid didn't check this off. What do you guys – I mean – Is that it, the UHS SA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're the ones that make – Yeah, it was Sit ridiculous. down and make some sense of this, guys. It's ridiculous. And then also you just punish the other team because yeah. there's no reason that Sky Ridge, who beat Lone Peak in the playoffs in the regular season, who had a bye first week should have to play a, t- a team at the caliber of Lone Peak their first round oh, of the playoffs man, that's coming bad. off that, a bye. That's a bummer. It really, it really hurts. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, I know. So Lone Peak might have a, a road to win it then. I think they do. So I think Lone Peak's going to be in it, but you've got to, you're still going to have to go through the Binghams of the world, the AFs of the world, the Corner Canyons of the world. Uh, the, the, there's people out there that can play. Corner Canyon and Lone Peak played once, right? And, and Corner Canyon came back. Came and back won. and beat him at the end. But, you know, Lone Peak was leading that game. I was there on that game. So it, it, it's going to be exciting. All right, big show coming up next. That's been your Cougar Preview Show. Enjoy the game against uh, Liberty coming up this weekend. Hans and Scotty, 90, and Will Snowden. Right here on 97, 1280 The Zone. The Mighty. The Zone Sports Network.